Welcome to Voices from the Bench, a dental laboratory podcast. Send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com or look for us on Facebook at Voices from the Bench. Greetings and welcome to episode number 26 of Voices from the Bench. My name is Elvis Dahl. This is Barbara Wojan, that after 26 episodes, we don't really need to say, I'm Barbara Wojan, I'm from Night Dental Group, Oldsmar, Florida, so I'm just Barbara Wojan, Elvis is my partner, and this is episode 26. Can you believe this actually marks halfway through our first year? Outstanding. I can, because we've been doing this every Sunday, (laughs) pretty much uh, regularly, so I can definitely tell you that it feels like a half of the year, but it's been a great year, and I think we're getting better and better and better, so yay! Yeah, you know, doing this podcast has been an amazing experience and one of my most proudest accomplishments in my life. Wow. I have connected with so many great people and have personally learned so much from the guests we've had on. I'd like to thank all of our past guests, future guests, all the great listeners who have supported the podcast and continue to spread the word about the great industry that we all love so much. And a big thank you to my co-host, Barbara Wojan, the Trojan. <laughs> Thanks, man. I wasn't expecting <laughs> that, but you're welcome. And I, too, have uh, learned a tremendous amount of things from all of these interviews, especially the one that we're doing today about air quality. I actually had Blake come down to Night Dental, take a look at my air quality, and um, I actually purchased, uh, I think, eight systems, which are going to be shipped tomorrow. So I'm looking forward to it. Nice. Yeah, you sounded pretty sold during the interview. Yeah, I think it's a pretty important part of our life. And um, I know it is uh, very important to all of my uh, employees at Night Dental Group. So to have them come out and to listen to the things that um, Tad and Bob have done for their laboratories kind of inspired me. Nice. You know what they say, believe what you do and, and do what you believe. So these podcasts are, you know, really emotional for me. And this is serious. And when we bring people online like this and we talk to them, you know, I mean, this is a uh, third or fourth one that I've actually brought up tonight, Dental. So it's been it's been an amazing experience for me. So let's get right to it. This week, we continue our conversation with Tad, Blake, and Mike about cleaning up the air at our dental labs. This week, they talk more about how the Aeromax Pro can provide a better work environment for you, your employees, and let's not forget your equipment. Let's get back to the fellows from fellows. Let's do it. Voices from the Bench. The interview. Sick parameter that they look at. And um, originally in 2015, they grouped together a number of dental professions, and, and that took the number one spot out of 27 jobs. And then in 2018, when they updated that list, they actually extended it to publish a list of 47 of the most damaging and unhealthy occupations. Um, and in that updated list in 2018, out of the top seven, five of them are dental-related occupations. Mm. And um, the number four spot is actually a dental laboratory technician. Wow. The reason that was ranked uh, number four is, uh, first of all, exposure to contamination. It scored 99 out of a possible 100. Um, time spent sitting was the second reason, scoring 85 out of 100. And then the third reason was exposure to disease and infection, hmm. which scored 72 out of 100. So out of all the parameters, it scored a total of 65.7, which put it at number four 
the number one spot scoring uh, 72.8. So it's um, it's scary. And this, this was ranked more unhealthy than professions such as flight attendants, uh, vets, mining-related industries, critical care nurses, um, elevator repair and ins- installers, radiologists. You know, those are, those are some scary occupations below this in the in the rankings so the um you know this this the sit stand um hmm. option is is it's a key component of health in a in a lab environment that's uh, that's for sure that is scary that's a uh that's a great point i've actually i'm training my 20 uh, year old son and um you know i've been a de- dental technician my whole life and he constantly is complaining about his back and I'm like, Jesus, you're 20 years old, man. What's your what's your deal? But because I guess I've I just have a tolerance for it. But, you know, he's constantly, you know, worried about his back. He's talking about his neck. He's like, I'm uncomfortable. I need a new chair. So it kind of opens my eyes to a different way of looking at it. So, again, I think that's pretty amazing. I never, ever thought about, you know, standing up and working. Uh, but, hell, I'd be interested in that as well. I'm going to you guys are selling me. <laughs> Come to my laboratory. <laughs> it's a great opportunity for the whole health and wellness play in, yeah. in your environment. So with clean air, a sit-stand desk, and anti-fatigue mat that you stand on, it all plays together. Awesome. So Barbara, you know, when, when you own a laboratory and you have employees, you you do things that that are supposed to be benefits, right? You may start a, you know, we all start a 401k, knowing that maybe a lot of the technicians won't or can't afford to put very much or any at all into it, but it's a benefit that you yep. give them. So when I started, I was like, well, worst case, it's going to at least show that I care and I'm offering to do things as a benefit to my employees. But in reality, this turned out to be amazing. I mean, it, it, it is just truly working. Yeah, I, I can totally see it. <laughs> I mean, you know, coming from my perspective, that's all my employees care about is the way they breathe uh, and the way they feel. And if you're, you know, somebody that's owning a laboratory or managing a laboratory that cares about your employees, which after this podcast, every one of us do and everybody we've talked to does, you know, I'm really glad that we're having this because I'd like to spread the spread the news. Yeah, well, if I mean, if it's if it's out there and you choose to ignore it, mm-hmm. and heaven forbid something would happen, it's kind of a tough uh, situation to be in, in yep. my opinion. You know, if you're if you're doing everything that you can and above and beyond to protect people, then you're doing everything you can, which is great. You can sleep at night. Yep, love it. So, Tad, how long have you had the systems in your in your lab? Hmm, Blake, what do you think? Um, three years? Are we like uh, three years from the start? Yeah, I would say uh, close to three years from the start. The the new units with the PureView technology, we launched or we installed those back in November of last year. Um, but for air quality, it's been three years. How many of the units do you have? You have Tad has t- two, t- seven. <laughs> <laughs> How many units does Tad have? No, I have nine. nine. Yeah. I have nine. Wow. So what sort of square footage does each unit filter? Sure. Um, depending on the size of the application and what room we're talking about um, and how many air exchanges you're looking to have, the units will, will cover from 300 square feet up to 1,400 square feet. 
And that's based on air exchanges up to pretty much every 12 minutes, you'll get a fresh air exchange. Hmm. 12 minutes, it does the whole room? Yeah, based on the square footage, correct. Wow. Are they connected to the air conditioner or what, what? How do they work? It's really, it's localized air treatment. So, you know, we, the solution we offer is to get the air purifier as close to the employees as possible. So that, you know, HVAC systems have always been developed and they're known for moving air, heating and cooling. They've never really been utilized as an air purifier per se. So we believe in localized air treatment. So the units are, are integrated right on the wall. You know, we're within the, the lab and the different rooms best. And we lay out the best location based on airflow. And yeah, so we call it localized air treatment. You know, in an HVAC system, as we all know, if you increase the MERV rating on a filter, your HVAC system is going to be working that much harder. And so by providing the localized air treatment where your employees are, it's truly the the best in class air purification you can have for them. You know, we didn't mention this, but um, our units, you know, they remove down to 0.3 microns and bacteria and viruses are typically in that range. We've been certified to capture the H1N1 influenza virus. And so any shared space, so we've been really talking about particles in the air, but we also remove bacteria and viruses. So shared spaces uh, within the lab, if if Sally comes to work with a cold or she has the flu, uh, anything that's nice. airborne, we can help remove. So that should truly help with absenteeism down the road. Mm. This is a really, you know, a really important, completely separate conversation as well, because, you know, often we get challenged on uh, what's the return on my investment you know if i put this in you know and 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 that's a that's a difficult conversation to have sometimes because you know if you listen to the way you guys are talking about this and the way tad talks about this as well this is about him having the peace of mind that he's doing the best he can for for his for his people (laughs) but um putting that aside you know as 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 really um an emotive benefit which you know does truly uh, make a difference to the people if you take influenza as an example, you know, there's well-published information out there that states that if if one person walks in, an infected person walks into a, a typical work environment, then, um, you know, typically 15% of people in that environment are going to are going to contract the flu. They're going to they're going to take on that um, virus. So if you take a lab which can, you know, let's say a lab with 14 people in it, one person walks in, you know, that's that's two people that are that are likely to to take on that um, that virus they're, they're going to be sick and there's there's well published information about the daily cost per per person out there you know if if that one person who walks in and then there's two people who, who get that virus end up taking time off typically it's 3 days off with the flu that's eight thousand. That's eight thousand dollars. Easily, you know, eight thousand dollars <laughs> straight away. So, yeah. forget about the the specific challenges of a of a dental laboratory and and the the chemical concerns and the airborne dust and and particle matter. If if you can avoid one basic outbreak of influenza in your lab in the first year of having this in place, it's paid for. So um, that's something that we um, we don't focus on so much for the for the dental lab environment, but it's a, a true additional benefit above and beyond the specific challenges of, of these uh, facilities. I had uh, 24 employees go down last year with the flu in a, in a matter of a month. And, um, you know, I was a crazy woman, went out and bought sanitizers and wipes and you name it, masks, the whole nine yards. But um you know, it's a true fact that a place like ours, everybody touches everything that everybody else has touched. 
So once the flu comes into a laboratory like ours, we're in trouble. So, I mean, that's a, a that's an exceptional benefit. Uh, once again, I was already sold, but now I'm really sold because I can't stand that. <laughs> the, you know, the, the, the common approach for people to take when it comes to uh, influenza prevention or a reaction to an outbreak, you know, even more so, is to, to really focus on hand hygiene and surface hygiene, which are definitely important. They're, they're important components of, of, a, of a holistic um, flu management plan. But if you, if you look at the guidance from the CDC, the, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention here in the US, um, they actually published that the most uh, likely transfer of the influenza virus is through aerosols that become airborne through um, coughing, sneezing, um, talking, you know, the old day-to-day activities uh, that, that cause the, um, the creation of these aerosols and, and, and they remain airborne for a significant period of time. So that person-to-person transfer is, is actually more likely to take place through the, in, uh, the inhaling of the virus as opposed to the surface, surface transmission. So uh, that's where, you know, the role of, of um, an air quality system in, in a lab can, can go above and beyond even the, you know, the core risks and the core challenges that a dental lab faces. So let's start talking about if a lab is interested in having you guys come to do the test, what does that involve? And then if you want to talk about it, what are some of the costs to get into some of these systems and the maintenance on them? Basically, uh, if a lab is interested to provide a, a healthier environment, especially on air quality, we, we'd be happy to set up a uh, after a dialogue or two over the phone, try to get some basic information on the lab, set up a, an on-site demonstration and air quality check where we can actually do some air quality monitoring and demonstration of, of our air treatment systems. Um, at that time, uh, we would also like to, if we can, get a blueprint of the lab. So then when we we go back to the office. We can do a, a lab layout with our engineers to make sure we get the proper locations for installations, and then uh, and then we put together a proposal and a quote, and we go over the proposal and quote uh, with the lab owner. And part of the quote for the actual machines, you know, they range from seven hundred dollars up to two thousand dollars based on the size of the machine or the square footage we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And on average installation for the units to be hard piped in or just looped off an existing line can range from $100 up to $350 nationally for a, a certified electrician to install. These units draw very little power. Uh, on average, they're only pulling about 21 watts. Mm-hmm. So uh, typically... Uh, you can just tap into an existing electrical line and you don't need to hard pipe it or add add new breakers to it. But um, it's a pretty simple process that we've streamlined. And um, yeah, we'd be excited to definitely um, uh, go to some on-site visits of some labs and, and give some proposals. You mentioned six-month filter change. What is a filter cost? That's that's a great question. The HEPA filter, when Mike said that the change of the HEPA filter... You know, on a on a typical in a typical office environment, where the HEPA filter was really engineered for a year, year and a half of performance. After that, you're going to start cutting down air exchanges. Mm-hmm. In a dental lab, because of the air quality and what we're pulling out of the air, you know, and especially with testing at Tad's lab, it's 
it's majority of the the filters are lasting probably eight to ten months, but you'll have some filters in milling rooms and some other locations where you're you probably need to replace those every six months. A HEPA filter twin pack, on average, you know the cost of it could be for two of them. You're talking one hundred and eighty to two hundred and fifty dollars for a twin pack. That's not that bad. No, it's not too bad. And then what we really recommend is there's a pre-filter. So part of the four-stage filtration process, there's a pre-filter. And that pre-filter is a very inexpensive filter that's really capturing a lot of the larger particles. And it's saving the life of that HEPA filter. And that pre-filter, depending on, again, what room, could be every, every two to four months. And those are, like I had mentioned, they're very inexpensive. You know, the cost on those are 9 to $16. And that's for a four-pack of, of those. Wow. Okay. That's not too bad. That's extremely doable. That's a small price to pay for quality. Is that something your uh, maintenance department can take care of, or is that something that you guys have to come down and do? No, it's very simple to uh, to change out the, the filters. Um, we'll train the facility manager, um, get them in a rotation. Um, we do have filter lights that remind the facility manager on when uh, the filters need to be changed. But based on the different applications throughout the lab, it's it's really to, to get in a good uh, cadence on the calendar of, of when to be switching them out. Okay, cool. It's a no-brainer then. I like it. How noisy are these things? Do they make a lot of noise? When it's on fan speed 5, and again, it'll go to fan speed 5, the highest fan speed, when there's 20 minutes of no motion or sound. So that's pretty much when nobody's in the office. They will they will kick onto the highest fan speed, and they are louder on the typical fan speed for the the decibels are I don't Mike what is it? It's in the low the low fifties low fifty decibels. So you know in a what we typically find is if you think of a a general office environment, fan speed four can be um, a little bit intrusive. But in a in a dental lab environment or you know a typical environment like this where there is a lot of noise as part of the processes that take place it's really not a concern. And, um, you know, I think the best person to ask about noise would be Tad. I mean, what's the feedback from from your people? They're a little intrusive on five and four. Five for sure. Five is definitely meant for um, after hours or cleaning a space where people are not working. Mm -hmm. Uh, We typically run ours on three or four, depending on the space. Uh, Three is a no-brainer. You can't hear it at all. Uh, that's in our CAD CAM department where they're designing. They run on three. Main, main laboratory runs on four, and that's very acceptable. And then we clean at night on five. Cool. So when it's on three, you can't hear it at all? Uh, I mean, I have to put my head up to them and see if they're running. Nice. So have you seen a major improvement in the health of your employees, Ted? <laughs> I don't know about the health <laughs> of my employees. I think <laughs> We're dental technicians, Elvis. We're not healthy at all. Just saying. <laughs> Um, I mean, I definitely have not tracked it down to whether we've trapped the influenza <laughs> virus or not. But I can tell you, I can tell you this: the employees will all tell you they can tell the difference in the cleanliness of the lab for sure, and they would all have a mutiny if I were to try to take them out. That's saying a lot. Yeah, yeah. it is. That's yeah. my lab. I'm going to mimic you, Tad. You're my hero. Seriously, I totally want to do this. Because it, it's a big deal in my lab. It really is. Like, really, really big deal. So Yeah, it is a big deal. I mean, I, th- I think it's been glossed over for a long time now. And I really think, yeah, 
it's a big deal. Yep. I mean, it, it just is. Maybe, Ted, you can talk about with the expensive equipment now that are in labs and scanners. You know, I was speaking with a, a sales rep that sells scanners and their scanner was down in one of her labs for, uh, you know, a half a day. And after they did all the fact finding with, uh, with the home office and technicians, it turned out to be a dirty lens yep. and they didn't have a good air quality system in place. So, just the longevity of the expensive equipment by having cleaner air, it can it can help keep the um, the expensive equipment operating. Mm-hmm. Great. Yep. Yep. You nailed it right there. That's an interesting point. With three D printers, you got to have them almost in a uh, no air zone these days to keep them printing correctly. Absolutely. I had the carbon guy in last week, and I showed him the space that we would want to use, and I showed him the air cleaner, and he's like, "Man." We should make all our guys put them yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's an expensive piece of equipment. So you definitely don't want to run these equipment in dusty environments. And I'll be honest with you, um, the prices, you know, for the equipment themselves are, are not too bad. I mean, they're very affordable. I'm sure I'll need at least 10 of them um, at Night Dental, but it's not too bad. Do you guys do financing or is it a one- one-shot deal. What does it look like for a laboratory large like mine that would would bring you guys out there and and invest? Depending on the square footage, the size of the lab, you could be talking on the larger lab size, 40 to 50 units. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all based on square footage to, you know, one of the smallest labs that we did some business with in Michigan. um, It was, it was four of our larger systems. So it, it really comes down to the square footage, the size of the lab, ceiling height, enclosures of the rooms with doors, are they open? So it's be hard to give a, a good estimate to you over the phone without, you know, actually seeing the lab yeah, blueprint. Of course. Is there an upfront cost to have you guys come out and do the assessment? No, there's there's no uh, upfront cost at, at all. We just want to make sure that, uh, you know, we'd be on the right page where, you know, that there's <sighs> serious interest in providing a healthier environment. And, you know, after the initial dialogue, if it makes sense to to uh, to come uh, make a visit and do some quality checks and go through the demonstration, we're happy to do so. Yeah, I mean, a nice cup of coffee goes a long way. But, uh, <laughs> other than that, you know, and a bottle of wine. Hello. Well, hey. <laughs> so let's wrap up. You guys, you, you present to a lab your findings. How do you answer to the owner that says? Listen, we've never done it before, and we're fine. Mm, you're not fine. How do you answer that question? I mean, that that response is is better than anything I could say in uh, in a couple of minutes' time. So, at the end of the day, you know that to us is an early indicator that they're you know they're really creating excuses as to why they don't want to do this. So, you know, we are. We don't like it, but we're happy to get a no early on in the process because that requires less of our time to to try and battle their own, you know, their, their own excuse formulation. If people don't believe in the concept of wellness and don't believe in the concept of going above and beyond for their people, then you know, Aramax professional isn't isn't the right thing for them. So you know, we what we try and do, and that's the reason you know to Blake's point earlier why it's always good for us to have um, a couple of conversations on the phone first because you can normally get a good idea as to whether people are going to believe in this or not uh, through a, a couple of conversations. We try and go and visit those people who, um, you know, indicate to us that their ears uh, are wide open to, to hear us out. And if, 
if it comes down to you know a, a, a question of the investment, then there's ways that we can try and phase that to focus on certain areas of the lab to begin with. Or if people want to see the, see this for themselves, then there's always the ability for us to leave a unit behind for a period of time or try it out in a specific area. And you know, once that happens, then people typically want to expand this out because then you get people working in some environments that start to question, well, why don't we have it? And and people just start to see the difference, whether that's you know by running a finger along a dusty desk, or uh, opening up the unit and seeing how bad the filter is inside there, or you know taking a look at the screen as it shows the real time reduction of, uh, of PM two point five. So the quick answer is, you know, if people don't want to believe, then they won't believe. And really, there's there's not a lot we can do to change people's mindset. You know, if this is the at the foundation of their belief that. You know, I've survived 50 years in a lab and, and not had this, so I can I can carry on without it. Then, you know, that's just not the lab for us to try and help. It's like anything in life. If you want it, sure. you know, you're going to go for it. If you don't want yeah. it, you can't convince people of what they don't want to know. And this is, you know, we see we see a huge trend. If you look, you can look at the workplace environment now as as younger generations. You know, the people that are going to be working in dental labs in 10 to 15 years are, uh, you know, they're 10 years old today. So their expectation of what an employer provides for them is going to be very different to what a, uh, a technician would have expected 10 to 15 years ago. Um, and that's only going to continue to evolve. People are more conscious of the, the quality of the water they're drinking, um, their intake of uh, nutritious you know, food and fruits and vegetables and the, the rise of, uh, of sit-stand desking, you know, to the conversation earlier and some of Tad's points. So this is, is going to evolve and it's going to evolve very quickly. And there's going to be an increasing level of pressure on the employer to, to do things like this. And the people who take care of their people will retain good people and will get great work out of those people. And that's the same whether you're in a law office, a dental lab, um, wherever you are in the world, you know, that, that's just a fact. And um, people people's expectations are changing. There's no doubt. I, I completely agree. So just like true. I said, my son's 20, uh, you know, and he's constantly talking about the uh, air quality and how his back feels and all sorts of things that I got numb to, uh, you know, since I've been there 25, 30 years. So I, I agree. That's a great point. And it's important that we put ourselves ahead of the curve. Exactly, and, and they're the people that we'd love to talk to. You know, on the back of today is those that are those that want to be proactive, and and you know, Tad is um, you know at the right at the front of this of this movement, and um, we're just genuinely happy to hear the feedback. It's just the same as our as our residential users. We can read reviews all day of how this has given people a little bit more sleep uh, in the nighttime or helped their their kids' asthma condition, and hearing Tad talk about how he feels about his people and how his people feel about that work environment. That's, 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 that's why we do this. That is amazing. I love it. So where can people learn more about the Aeromax? So we've, we have a, we have a website, so people can go to um, aeromaxpro.com. So that's uh, A-E-R-A maxpro.com. Or people can, can get in touch with, um, with Blake or myself directly. So, um, our email addresses would be our, our initial and then family name. So B Boboski, uh, at fellows.com, um, or M Booth at fellows.com. And that's fellows with an E. 
um, F-E-L-L-O-W-E-S.com. Um, or just Google Aeromax and uh, you, you, you should find the, uh, find the website on there. So, yeah, there's multiple ways. We're happy to, to connect on, um, on LinkedIn or via email or, or, or via a, a phone conversation, whichever works best for people. Excellent. And when this finally airs, I'll make sure that I have all the links up on the show notes so people can instantly find you guys. So that's great. Yeah, and I, I'd like to add my phone number. They can give me a call anytime, 630-441-0610, and I'd be happy to uh, to talk to them about air quality in their lab. Excellent. Well, I appreciate it, guys. It was, it was a lot of fun. I learned a lot. Same I here, no idea. and I will be calling you. Interesting. You'll be hearing from me. Great. We appreciate the opportunity. We really do. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, thanks for yeah. thanks for inviting us on, and, um, yeah, we, uh, we look forward to uh, – to speak into some listeners soon. Awesome. Absolutely. So, Tad, thank you for get, putting this together. I appreciate it. Anytime. I appreciate your real-life experiences in the lab. I appreciate that outlook. And uh, Mike and Blake, thank you so much. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bye. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Thank you. Bye. A big thank you to Tad, Blake, and Mike for sharing this obvious but not so often thought of idea of air quality in a dental lab. Just a reminder that if you're interested in learning more or want to get in touch with them, check out this episode's webpage on VoicesFromTheBench.com for all their links and emails. So have you seen the latest LMT magazine? It's an issue that has the 2018 wage report in it. Barb, you mentioned that when we had Judy Fishman on way back on episodes six and seven, always available at voicesfromthebench.com, that you use that issue the most. Yep. Yeah, it's very interesting to me. You know, being in Indiana where the cost of living is not that high, I would find it difficult to hire an entry-level employee in at the rates listed in LMT. What surprised me was that a denture setup was $11.77. But the survey shows that we pay our average delivery driver more than that. Wow. I find that interesting. It's never been a secret that technicians on average don't get paid what they're worth because we can't get what our restorations are worth. I actually uh, flipped through those pages and went to the larger lab and went down to a ceramics and porcelain buildup technician to see uh, one to three years because I'm training my son uh, and I brought it to him and showed him the article and showed him all of the wages and, you know, where he's at. And he's pretty much right in line where they say he should be. So, you know, I really do it for myself personally, for my company. I gave it to my HR manager, you know, my director of manufacturing. So, you know, I, I like I said, I we use them from year to year to year to year. It's interesting and it's important. It gives you an idea what everybody's doing. So sometimes you don't know. If you got any thoughts on the LMT magazine, send us an email at info at voicesfromthebench.com. And if you got enough to say, we'll bring you on the podcast and we'll talk about it. Remember, to get a t-shirt and buy a raffle ticket, all links at voicesfromthebench.com. Join us next week as we start a conversation with two seasoned removable technicians that have embraced the digital denture and the future of it in our industry. I'm excited. All right, everybody. That's all we got this week. Take care. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Have a great week. I'm so not surprised.